0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Time and Relative Opinions in Space And I'm here with my companion, it's Sean Campbell Hello Sean
1: Hello, how are you doing?
0: I'm alright, looking forward to talking about this episode
1: Yeah, me too, great episode
0: Yeah, uh, today we are covering uh, season 2 episodes um, The Impossible Planet and The Satan's Pit uh, very good episodes with some sort of religious undertones,
1: would it be fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's fair to say it's not sort of it's not just like one religion. There's more like it's just sort of the concept of
0: yeah, religions, yeah. I guess. It's, it's not on the top of anyone. That's why I kind of say undertones. It's not really there, pushed straight into your face. It's it, it's sort of um, I don't know how to I better describe it really. Um, it's just sort of
1: weaved in there subtly isn't it yeah i mean it's certainly in some ways certainly not so much in others you know, well yeah yeah the beast but you know <laughs> like you said
0: but it's put in the air you know they try and put it in the air what what it might actually be but uh we will we'll, we'll talk about that as we uh as we get into things um so yeah basically um do they land on a space station or a spaceship? I get a bit confused to what's actually, where they actually are.
1: Well, it's a, it's a space station, but it's not a space station in the sense of a, like the Death Star, if you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's not something that hovers out in space. It's like a sort of exploration base, basically. It's something they've put on a, like, like you would say in that film, The Martian, and stuff like that. It's like a sort of planetary base type thing.
0: Because I know they're, they're circling around uh, a black hole, which should suck them in, but
1: but it doesn't.
0: It's like some sort of. Um, I don't know, again, I don't know. I'm trying to find the words to describe these,
1: these this. There's a gravity field that's mm. stopping them from falling into the black hole. And the doctor says that it should be impossible. There's nothing that could produce that much power. And then, mm. but obviously. Contrary to that, here they are. So there must be something. So this group of humans have come in to try to, to try to steal this power source, frankly, so that way they can take it and they can take it and use it as a power source to fuel their empire. That's the sort of general premise. Yeah, of
0: the, yeah, that's, a, that's
1: of the, good not, good not the premise of the plot, of but it's the, it's the reason why they're there. Yeah, it, it facilitates the plot. That's probably the best way to put it.
0: And also, we get our first uh, first time meeting the oo do become uh, important in featured doctor who episodes especially yeah. david tennant ones uh,
1: yeah they yeah. actually they do appear in a matt smith one though as well uh the doctor's wife i think it's called Ah, right, yeah it's just one dude but he shows up uh, and he is there and he's part of the story uh, i love the dude yeah I, see, I, I really like the design and the little like sort of tentacly things they could be yeah, like little look... crafty and villains, except they're not because they're adorable somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: when you first meet them, they are quite scary. There's a lot of them, and they're like we must feed, we must feed. Yeah. And then after the opening credits, we must feed
1: you. <laughs> yeah, there's a great. That's a great fake out. That actually, is. Mm, you go into the is. episode, and they're surrounded by a lewd, And then you just like knock on that little communicator thing. It's like, oh no, we just want to know if you're hungry. Basically, that's what it amounts to. <laughs> yeah. And.
0: Uh, Basically, we find out they're, they're basically like a slave race. And it just goes back to sort of human culture, or you know, anything that's we see different and below us, we'll uh, we
1: will treat differently and try to enslave. Yeah, and they have their like they have their justifications and that oh, this you know, they, they would like being enslaved and stuff like that. And You get yeah, a no, sort of, yeah,
0: nobody. Likes you get an explanation story for you.
1: But mm. it's yeah, I like them. I like them as um, yeah, they're role in this as well. And when they get eventually, I mean, going down the line when they get possessed by the uh, by the beast and they're hunting everyone down, they become really sinister. And it's great. <laughs> it's some great insight there. I know. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're greatly designed. Um. But yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I think we we'll find out in later episodes. They're actually quite an intelligent race, aren't they?
1: So, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, that's the thing. It's hard for me to talk about the Ood because it'll end up. I'll end up. I'll just end up talking about uh, the season. Four yeah,
0: episode. yeah, we don't. We, yeah, we don't want to do. So. We don't want to do that unless we actually cover it properly. So, yeah, um, but yeah, they they're. <clears throat> they're um, on like this planet, aren't they? It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Nobody yes. knows how they get that. I quite like how it's played that they're all, you know, pretty shocked and confused as uh, how these two random people have just appeared out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this, this, the, yeah, they sell that well. Like that reaction of like, like, well, how are you here? You can't be here. And then one of them like literally gets up and starts saying Well, the oxygen must be failing or something. <laughs> Because, I mean, you find out as well, they, they lost one of the crew just getting there.
0: As well yeah, as the, cap- the captain, they lost wasn't their it? Captain. And the guy who's acting captain. acting captain isn't really comfortable in the role, is he, at all?
1: No. Uh, but one thing I think that's definitely worth mentioning is the support and cast in this episode. because yeah, they're, they're really all, good, aren't they? They, they are fantastic. really good. Particularly, um, particularly the guy who plays Toby. I've got his name here somewhere. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. Will Thorpe—that's his name. Uh, I mean, in fairness, he's also given the—he's um, given the most amount of material to like sort of sink his teeth into. So it's kind of you would sort of expect him to have the best performance. In- yeah,
0: he's but quite I- a strong sort of character character actor as well.
1: Yeah, he's one of them act- like sort of British actors that's been in, like loads of things. Yeah, like just loads of little things he's popped up in, like Casualty and the EastEnders, and you know, like, just that sort of thing. But he's great in this, like he goes from being like a, a like a really afraid sort of academic student type, for want of a better term. So then like uh, when he's possessed by the beast, he just becomes this like evil mm. like sort of not, not necessarily mastermind, but just this evil presence. Like the scene when he stood outside in the um in the vacuum of space with like no spacesuit on and stuff like that, and he's just gesturing to the let like, the other crew member to come outside with him. Like, that's great stuff, man. Like, that give me chills watching that. Like, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I also think um, that the older guy, Mister Jefferson, uh, he, he had a good part as well. He was a, a very strong, very
1: strong character. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, this, he's he's one of those characters where he's. I mean, I, I like him because he take he take, like, he take he makes a lot of questionable. Decisions in a way, like when he just yeah. wants to shoot Toby instantly. And he's, he's it's, it's like it's one of the ones where even when you don't agree with him, you, you like you can sort of see where he's, you see where he's coming from, but like. Hmm. And he's all. He's almost. Even though he's the other guy's the acting captain, he's almost
0: in charge in a way, isn't he? If uh, you catch my drift, the way he talks to the captain and kind of makes decisions, or sort of helps the captain make decisions. If, we'll give it a, if I make any give it like sort, a sort of, of sense. Of...
1: Yeah, for like a pirate ship cause... analogy, I guess he's like the he's like the I guess the acting captain is the quartermaster,
2: mm.
0: and the
1: uh, the head of security is the captain in the sense that he takes he basically is in charge when it comes to matters of security and yeah like sort of things of that nature. I guess I liked him. Um, I mean, they're all good, you know, they're all good. Um, even the last who's not in it that much. Uh, she's called Scooty, I think her character. Yeah, and even just a little bit, you see, her, like she's she's likable enough. Uh, I mean, of course she's likeable enough because that's the point because they're going to kill her to make you hate the villain. But, like, <laughs> and
0: she's also, she's very easy on the eye
1: which uh, doesn't hurt. Well, you know, that's called saying that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plenty, of
0: the, plenty of the blokes on, on there are easy on the eye, let's face it, David Tennant.
1: Well, you know, I'll, all I'm saying is if you watch The Idiot's Lantern and watch David Tennant slick his hair back 1950s style, you know, they that will do a lot of things for a lot of people is all I'm saying. (laughs) But (laughs) there's some good dialogue in this episode.
0: There is, and there's some interesting dialogue, especially when um, the sort of beast starts taking control and uh, sort of uh, spilling out his monologues.
1: Yes. And um, I want to point out, like I said, I read a couple of reviews uh, of this episode, just for a few things. And a couple... Common criticism I seen was how the beast says a lot of things about the supporting cast, and you never get any payoff with them. So you find out like, um, was it like that? Danny is an um, lied about something at some point, and Jefferson has troubles with his wife.
0: Yeah, it's, that that, it sounds like well, sort of implied he probably had an affair because he's saying like, your wife. Do you think your wife forgive you? forgave you? And it, it's just a well, she never, she never did forgive you. Uh, so I like, uh, to me, that kind of implies he probably had an affair. But yes, you, it's but something. I, you I like it. I mean, a lot of people they don't like ambiguous endings and they don't like that having I mean, payoffs because people, you know, we're a curious race and people want answers. But I quite like things being left to interpretation. Not you know, not in in real life. You don't have all the answers to everything all the time.
1: Yeah, I you're totally, man. I totally agree with that, and I also think, and, um, I mean, I, I call it a horror. It, it, it's as much as a horror as Doctor Who gets. You know, what I mean, being a family show and things like that. Look, this episode is it's pretty close to being a horror, and um, I think it, I think in a horror it works really well that the the villain has access to knowledge the audience don't because it unnerves yeah. them, and it's like, exactly. well, how, about, like, yeah, how, like, how does he, how
2: does he know this? It's, um, it's
1: sort of like the equivalent of like. When you play like horror video games and they break the fourth wall and like take the control out of the player's hands, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that in a way. When it's like that, that's the point. It's to, it's not supposed to have a payoff. It's to unnerve you, and and also sometimes like you see, sometimes in life you meet people and you hear things about them, and you you don't always get the payoff. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't. There are people in your life who you'll hear things about, and you don't know, you don't know how true it is. You don't know, like I say, you 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 never find out really what happened. You just hear rumors and that's all you really get
0: yeah exactly um but it's um it's, you know not a spoiler to say that the the main foe in this is called the beast and it's got sort of it's it's uh, i don't know if it's actually the devil but it's got sort of uh it's sort of suggested it could be let, let's say for a lack of it's a
1: it's worth noting that in that in this we talk, mentioned it earlier in the season four episode when the Doctor talks about the Ood, uh, he says to Donna that he thinks that he says he thinks it was the devil. So it's worth noting, I guess, that later on, like, All right, uh, if in not this,
0: in this episode he doesn't. He, I think deep down he does sort of know, but he he doesn't want to admit it to himself, does he? As he talk as he says, uh, it might be in part two when you know people don't like to sort of. Uh, admit things that are outside their beliefs and because when he's talking to the 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 devil for the first time on the space station he talks about um being created being in prison before time didn't he before time and the doctor says that's impossible and he just keeps saying before time and because that's outside of the doctor's knowledge and beliefs he, he doesn't want to accept you know he doesn't want to accept it as truth
1: yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's what he says, doesn't he? He says it doesn't fit my rules.
0: And it's all about, you know, and even though he's an alien, it, it's, it's a human response as well. Uh, you know, I have it myself. You, you hear things or see things ha- happening because it doesn't fit your beliefs or rules. You, you don't want to accept it, even though you know very well it has actually happened, if that makes any kind of sense.
1: Yeah, well, I'm in, mean, of course... <laughs> that can become problematic as well, can't it? When people, mm. you know, say, when, I guess, when, you know, when people believed uh, it, it, that it was wrong to be gay, for I want to an example, and of course I don't believe that, and I'm sure you don't believe that, Carl, but, like, what people did genuinely behold, hold that belief, and when it was challenged, it made people feel uncomfortable that their rule was being challenged, mm. I guess, if I want to have be a better... Yeah, and, than that. And, and even more, and even
0: other stupid things like... Um, being left-handed was um, deemed to be wrong. Um, yeah. My mum's at, at an age where, when she was at school, uh, they called her parents in and, and said, um, "You know, your daughter can't write." And uh, my grandparents were really confused because my mum could write really well. They said, "Of course she writes. She writes at home. She does her homework. She could." I don't. I don't wonder. You know. I don't you're getting that. But she uses the wrong hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that, you know,
0: they would, yeah. you know, if they thought if you caught in class using your left hand, you'd get whacked by by the ruler. But because it, you, yeah, know, it, it, you know, because you know, it's that, just that was very straight. Yeah, believed, just very it? straight. You know, very
1: strange beliefs. We, we do we do that a lot. as sort of human. Just getting deep. This one. Let's <laughs> We do that a lot as humans, where we we set these rules, and for whatever reason, we believe that these rules are the natural way. Yeah, and that when these rules become challenged, because they are ultimately just, you know, they are a stupid, but they are ultimately just figments of our imagination, aren't they? They're just it's just something we've all decided is true. That when these rules right. become challenged. Then Some like people sort of people become...
0: try and say that the Earth is is a sphere,
1: isn't it, when I mean, it's clearly flat, it's stupid things like that. Well, I mean, as an avid Minecraft player, the world is actually a cube, but we'll,
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs>
1: we'll move on from that. <laughs> of course, I'm just jesting there before, you know.
0: But as normal, send all your complaints to uh, Benny, but... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he made, like he, so. he writes the scripts. He
1: he made me say it. Damn it! Yeah, it was forced on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a good um dialogue. Someone pointed this. Out. I mean, I like I said, I read a review on it, and I wanted to bring it up because I think it's something that deserves attention. But I just want to make it clear that this is something I read. It's not my original yeah. thoughts, and I'm going to leave a link to the review in the sort of tweet. But um, does someone? Point out there's some good dialogue that reveals sort of Rose's and the Doctor's relationship in this. Like so, when the it's like when the Tardis gets lost, uh, the Doctor just basically the Doctor literally comes out and says, "I need the Tardis. It's literally the only thing I've got." And Rose is standing like a few feet from him dude this. I was like, "Well, hold on. <laughs> you know, you've got Rose." And the idea of later on when they, I mean, I'm butchering this. I'm tempted to just read it word for word. Yes, so basically he's not counting Rose as one of as the one that like on his list of things that are important to him.
0: No, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, I think it's more like the TARDIS is the one thing he's got that sort of still links him to his people because uh, this is early on after the you know, we're still in the belief that all the Time Lords and the planet um, died and got destroyed in the Time War. So, uh, you know, because, you know, when he ha- when he's put in the position at the end of the show, you know, he, he doesn't want to lose Rose and he's worried about her uh, uh, safety and everything. Um, so I think it's more to do with that, you know, that's the last... You know, yep. The last piece of yeah, his home. Point. Is, the TARDIS is the last piece of his home world, basically, to his knowledge at this point in time.
1: I mean, yeah, t- totally. That is a good point, and I totally, you know, understand why people think that. And, go and
0: Rose it. isn't, uh, you know, she's a friend and a companion, but she's not a possession. Yeah, you know, we always. But have I guess this...
1: more. I guess i just wanted to bring that up to just point out how strong the dialogue is, really, mm. and more that it, that it it invites these conversations. And even if you don't agree with the point being made, you can't have this conversation without the dialogue. Yeah. So it's more just a sort of an opportunity to praise the dialogue. And okay, so people can come to their own conclusions on whether or not they agree. That's what he meant by it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, uh, for a, like uh, I said, I'll, I'll leave a link to that review because they had some yeah. things in there. Some things that I didn't agree with and something that I did agree with, but it was an interesting take on the episode. So it's worth a read. Yeah. You know.
0: Things, uh, you know, a lot of things are open to interpretation sometimes. Um, but uh, back on track, an important plot point that we haven't mentioned yet is how the Ood communicate. And it's a sort of a, a low level um
1: psych, psych, uh, psychic link, isn't field. it? Telepathic yeah, field. They, yeah. They commun- that's how they communicate that's with each other. I they have these, um, they have these little communicator balls that they use to communicate with it.
0: With... And that sort of. Starts
1: yeah starts spiking a lot higher than it should do at points. Yes, yeah, uh, obviously... so they're only mm. uh, the character Danny says that their telepathic field is only supposed to register on a thing called Basic Five. There's a lot of techno babble in this episode that mm. um, well, there it always works. is, isn't there? but not it, it it works in the episode. It's not it's not a criticism of the episode, but it just it makes it hard to talk about. If you haven't seen the episode, you're probably a bit wondering. Well, hang on, what what does Basic Five mean? What's a you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's not a criticism of the episode, but if you haven't seen the mm. episode yet, you, you might not know. But then you've probably seen the episode because why well, yeah, if you haven't seen the episode? But still, you know. <laughs> um,
0: I, also, I love the scene where um, Toby's in his office and the, the, the Beast starts talking to him. and uh, He's like, I'm right here, but don't turn around. And you sort of get the impression there is, there is nothing there. And maybe if he turned around it would spoil the beast's illusion. So that's why he doesn't want him to turn around, if that makes any sort of sense. Because yes. you know it's,
2: it's
0: uh, perfectly it, yeah, and... yeah, definitely. Which is what sort of the devil's become known for down the years, to be honest. Yeah,
1: He's, like so. he's more it's
0: he's more, yeah, he's he's not really the evil doer himself, but more the thing that convinces others to do evil for him. If that makes, if that, if you know, if I'm making sense.
1: Yeah, well, that's a, yeah. You're right. That's what I mean. If you, I could think of it as the Bible, but I was in the in the first. That that's what he does in the. In the Garden of Eden, and he convinces Adam and Eve to do the wrong to do the wrong thing. Quote marks well, to, to bite the fruit, then... made
0: that it, the serpent isn't the devil. It's uh, in text. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But in text, I'm like we're getting,
1: we're getting it's, far it, into
0: this It can be. It's, it, it's, I, think it, it, I don't know if it's even implied that it's just the serpent, and you can sort of, as you say, you can interpret it any in a multitude of ways, really.
1: It's, is it just the temptation of man? But, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah.
0: But, yeah, uh, uh, but he even sort of says it to, right at the end of the episode, you know, if um, if the devil isn't real, then he's the voice inside your head.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I was going to say something that's gone. Excuse me. <laughs>
0: you no, know, I mean, don't you, worry. I'm always stumbling. I'm always stumbling over my words. You
1: know, there's a oh God. I mean, I there's a, there's a lot to talk about in this episode that I love in terms of like like you, you mentioned before we start. There's not so much to talk about in terms of the plot. Not that the plot's not good, but it is. Mm. You couldn't really spend all day on it. You know what I mean? But no. It's, the, it's a basic say, plot. It's... Doesn't make it bad. It's brilliant, but it's just there isn't really a whole lot to dissect. But one thing that I love about this episode as well was the uh, set design of the base itself. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I read online that apparently it was based off the ship in Alien, the original Alien movie, uh, which I, I couldn't right, yeah. verify. So I'm not exactly sure if it's true. But you can, certainly, no. you can certainly see it. Like it reminds me of it, even if it's indirectly. It's got that sort of space trucker feel, for want of a better term. Like this sort of very old and worn out spaceship. A lot like the TARDIS, I guess, in a way.
0: Yeah, I also uh, another interesting point in the in the story is the the letterings they find near the beginning of the episode, which they can't decipher, and the TARDIS can't decipher. And uh, Doctor says that's because they must be old, you know, so old even the TARDIS doesn't know what they are. Yeah, and that also happens to. Hard when he gets possessed by the devil, he uh, or the beast, whichever you want to call refer to the, oh, the protagonist yeah. of the uh, and antagonist of the show, I should say. He, he gets sort of covered in the, that lettering, doesn't he? His eyes go red, and he's got all that lettering over his uh, over his skin. Which is yeah. quite a cool visual, actually. I liked it.
1: Yeah, again, it's it's Doctor Who making a lot out of nothing. you know what I mean? In a way, like uh, it. I think a lot of the things in this episode, as much as like like you can tell, they spent a lot of their budget on this episode. But mm. um, a, a lot of the things in this episode didn't really require it. You know what I mean? The like the truly great things in it, like the like Toby's design, uh, like you say, that's brilliant. Uh, the scene, like you say, one of the best scenes in the two episodes is just the suspense of is someone actually stood behind Toby or is it just the voice of yeah. the
2: darkness?
1: <laughs> and I just I want to stress because I forgot to say it when you're talking about it, I love that scene as well. When I was a kid on my laptop, my laptops like screensaver wallpaper it used to be uh, an ood standing there with the text next to it saying don't turn around like yeah, that yeah seems that's
0: yeah uh, that's that's another a good idea it could be it could have well been an oud um I think it was a good theory i never thought of but um yeah it's uh, it's quite unnerving because we don't see where the voice is coming from either so uh, again, it's it's left it's left to interpretation and to, to fill in the blanks yourself, which
1: which I think is a lot of fun actually. Yeah, and that, that's that's another thing. It's another thing that you could, that works really well in horror stories where you leave it. it like like something's always better. something like that is always better in your imagination. Yeah. Than it is revealing it. They could never do a reveal where it's as good where it's as good as the uh, just the thing that you had in your head. Right, there's some other good, good stuff going on, like early on in the episode, I really loved that. Early on in the first episode, I really loved, like, so when Rose is getting dinner and one of the who just comes out and says, the beast and his army will rise from the dead. <laughs> yeah. And then Rose it's like, says, what? what? No. <laughs> and then he just, like, knocks it and he's like, apologies. I meant, like, enjoy your meal or whatever yeah. he said. <laughs>
0: And doesn't does she get a phone call saying something as well? He is, is it he
1: has risen or something?
0: He's awake. Some, yeah. he awake. That was it. That
1: was it. Um, and then you you get a load where Danny closes a door and he thinks it's going to say closed door three, but it just goes he is awake. Is it what? <laughs> and it goes uh, <laughs> yeah. closed door three. Say, okay, I love like just little stuff like that words. And then, like, like the, the image of the beast flashes up on the, um like, the, the monitor of the captain. Yeah. he's got his back to it, and he turns around and it's gone. Like, oh, shit, what's going on? I love stuff like that. That's, like, the sort of creeping presence. And I I think there's a lot to be said about the... um Another thing that reminds me um, of Alien, yeah. in a way as well, actually, is how much... how trapped the characters feel in this episode as well.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: I think it's one thing to where, like, it sounds stupid, but when you have an episode on Earth, there's always this element of, like, well, they could always run away or something, if you know what I mean. But, like, they, they, can't, they can't really run from the threat on this planet because the TARDIS just gets taken away as well. It's a, it's, a, it's just a plot reason, basically. But, they, yeah, it's worth mentioning that the TARDIS is, like, they lose the TARDIS in an earthquake or something like that, and it, go, it gets buried underground, and they can't get it until the end of the episode, which is, it becomes a bit of a cliche in this season, but it's kind of necessary in, for certain yeah. aspects. It's one of those things you just, have to sort of, you just have to sort of accept it. I mean, if you're going to do an episode like this, you have to get rid of the TARDIS. Because then throughout this entire episode, if the TARDIS was there, you would just be thinking, well, why don't they just all get of the TARDIS and leave?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's too much of an easy out, to not it? So you, you have to take it away to, to, to have a proper threat and suspense.
1: Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so that, that's just one thing I wanted to stress, well how, how trapped the characters are they—they—they they, they can't leave. They are stuck there. And there's but, a good. Uh, no, go on. You go. You go.
0: You go. I was, was going to say um, that Toby ends up going outside, doesn't he? About a spacesuit. Am uh, I right in, in thinking that? Yes. And that Scooty sees him, and um, I think he
1: convinces her to go outside, does he? No, he tries to. And. She looks like she's gone in for a while, like she's sort of stuck in a trance. But then she just, just like she decides to get into it. like she, she, and then she tries to run away. And then he breaks the glass on the on the space station, and she gets.
0: That was out. it. That was it. I knew she got stuck tight somehow. I was just couldn't quite remember how it all went. How it all went down. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and they they come and, and find her and the captain has to pronounce her dead on his log and yeah it's uh yeah. it's quite it's quite sad well, the, isn't
1: it the doctor spots that she's floating in space mm. and uh they did that by having the actress in a pool oh right that's clever that was on doctor who i had like the old doctor who confidentials oh yeah they did they used to yeah. do that didn't they yeah, yeah. They showed it showed how they did that and they do the same with toby at the end with spoilers when toby ends up flung from the rocket that's how they get the effect of him floating as well they just they went they went into a big pool basically yeah, i've got I've, got I've got
0: i've um, got uh points to make on on that, on that on that on that bit
1: Oh, the bit at the end
0: yeah yeah i've got i've got thoughts on that
1: well, we'll get there. It's also, with, because again, there's such a lot, there's such a lot problems, mm. like I mentioned, they're drilling underground to try and find this power source. And eventually the drilling stops and they go down a mine shaft. Yeah, it's to... like that, that weird pit, it's like a seal, isn't it?
0: And uh, th- that o- that opens.
1: The pit is open and I am free.
0: Yeah. How, um... so
1: that's. There's also it's just a quick worth noting. Um, the doctor obtains a spacesuit in this episode that becomes a bit of a reoccurring um, <laughs> spacesuit. He uses it a couple of times uh, going forward as well. I know he, at the very least he uses it on the Waters of Mars episode when he goes to Mars and just has a look around. I never the same spacesuit from this. I never really picked up on that to be honest. Well, it's it's the same design, and obviously, you think that's just budget reasons. Uh, it makes sense. Sure. But at the same time, I always thought, well, at the end of the episode, he does go, he does get in the TARDIS with that suit on. So he has that suit lying mm. around. I was like, well, why not? The helmet. He can repair
0: a helmet. That's an episode we're definitely covering, by the way. Oh, yes. Love, well, love that. Love that over. episode. Love that episode. One of the, one of the best. I'll go far will say it's one of the best. But, okay, well, we'll I say to that that well, top to ten there.
1: definitely. I don't know if I put it in top five. Well, top <laughs> tens, one, <of>, top tens, <laughs> yeah,
0: bunch best, is not it? But anyway, uh, I digress. Back to there. A bit
1: picky. <laughs> <laughs> not like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, basically, uh, the beast starts talking through Toby, doesn't he? And uh, he then sort of.
1: Oh no! But hang on, don't don't undersell that because that's a great reveal where um, the doctor's asking him to. Or Rose Rather's asking him if he can translate any of the writing on the seal. And he's sitting there with like his, hands, his head in his hands, so you can't see his head. And he says, like, oh, I know what it says. And she goes, well, how did you figure that out? And he just stands up and he's got, like, red eyes and his face is covered in <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, he's there. <laughs> and it's quite, uh, you know,
0: it, it's quite a clever plan, really, in the end for, from The Beast. Um, well, led to believe that he, he, you know, he releases his possession of Toby and takes control of the Ud, which he does take control of the Ud but he's still always in possession. You know, he's he's still always in control of Toby. Um, yes.
1: Good uh, misdirection by the devil there. Uh, y- yeah, because you find out because because Rose points out this is again getting to the end of the episode. But Rose points out. Uh, why, like, he could have like the devil could have killed us in any way it wanted to. Why did we get away? But it's revealed that that's the devil's entire plan was to try yeah. and convince him to go back to Earth with Toby so he could infect uh, the minds of everyone on Earth,
0: yeah. And we see because, um, the doctor, uh, um, is it Ida? They go in search, yes, um, I said they go, they go, uh, they go down to the the, the planet, don't they? Uh, to investigate the pit, but they lose their, their rope. Is it like ten miles of rope or cord or something, isn't it? And so that so they're basically stranded on the uh on this planet and I have no way of getting them no way of getting them out as the captain keeps
1: stressing. Unbelievable that they didn't bring spare cable. But Uh-oh. moving on <laughs>
0: It's it quite broke. expensive, ten miles of cable. I suppose you know. <laughs> but but if the cable budget reasons, you point. can't have twenty miles. Ten, ten's the amount most we can afford.
1: If, if the cable had broke at any point during that mission, the whole mission would have been called off. Mm. All because they couldn't, because future NASA couldn't be asked to send a freaking extra cable. But I digress. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so the doctor decides, well, I might as well go and investigate and down the pet, so they take as much cable as they can muster and he starts uh, sort of abseiling down for lack of a better term but he's, he's, he sort of comes to a stop doesn't he and that's quite a you know quite a good sort of a impactful moment where the doctor decides well you know we're stuck here anyway so I might as well release the cable and uh, <laughs> See if it's only a couple of feet, because he doesn't know, does he? It's like, as he says, a leap of faith. It could either be a couple of feet or another ten miles. I don't know. But he, but I suppose he may as well. I mean, he's either going to be stranded on the planet, hang there for eternity, or he might as well take the chance that uh, he hasn't got far to fall. Yeah.
1: And it's course, it fits in with all the episode's themes as well because he takes a leap of faith. Mm, and, exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sub subtext in there. But yeah, you're right. Pragmatically, he is also right when he says... He literally says to Ida, if I come back up, we're just going to sit there and run out of air. And Ida has a very... It's just a very human moment, which I like, mm. where she where she says, I don't want to die alone. And the Doctor says, I know. And it's like, it's a bit like It's one of those things where it's like, really what you can say, but the doctor's just like, yeah, I know, I'm
0: sorry. But this, this is why for me, David Tennant's almost the ultimate doctor, because he'll say things like I know, and he has a real sort of emotion and sorrow in his voice, and like um, in episodes um, when he's having to defeat someone who doesn't really want to defeat or he's, you know, he's going to lose someone, and he's like, I'm so sorry, and he says it in such a way that Really means something, doesn't he? It's I don't know. You know, his performance is just
1: overwhelming at times. I think. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic actor. I think he's one of the best actors alive. Mm. And uh, yeah, his ability to just convey emotion uh, just just do his some just some speech and just yeah, I mean it's just it's not. I mean it's, everything's been said.
0: Mm. If you know what I mean,
1: everything you can say about David performance performances, the doctor has already been said. He's my favorite. He always will be my favorite.
0: Yeah, I'd uh,
1: I'd say he's probably my favorite as well.
0: I think he, um, he's almost he's almost one of the more human doctors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He always made me feel sorry for Matt Smith as well, really in a way because you know having to Matt Smith. Matt Smith is Matt excellent, Smith.
0: but having to follow yeah.
1: We had the Peter Davison. Like syndrome, didn't he? Where Peter Davison was also a great doctor, but he had to follow Tom Baker, which is yeah. like, like how did you do that? Like, <laughs> I think David Tennant does the like you get it at the end as well. He does the sort of big doctor versus villain monologues
2: mm. greatly
1: as well. I like to think it's all those like sort of Shakespeare soliloquies and things like that that he's he's done over the years that have made him good at like those monologues. So where he basically just talks to himself.
0: But <laughs> he's great at switching. He can be, you know, I might. My yeah might lose a rise and
1: yes well but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but it's also like it it sounds stupid but it, it should be ridiculous anyway if you know what i mean to do that switch from like that to that yeah. but it, it's just the way he does it, it isn't it? he makes it, it work
0: doesn't he he makes it work and yeah so eventually he, he does release very it's all done very slow and dramatically isn't it which which works, but yeah, he basically releases the, the cable, and you get a fee. You get a feeling he's fallen a fair way, but there's something like a he's like a pocket of air, almost like he was, expe- you know, someone was expected, and uh, his his fall was cushioned, and he sees yes. it all like um like the, the like the uh, the pictures you know like you see um from cave. Yeah, like from cavemen and these like what they call disciples of light um, fighting off and and defeating this uh, huge sort of uh, devil-like creature, which he's stuck in the pit with and he's all chained by his arms and his horns. And all it can do is roar, though. He he, he realises after trying to talk to it that the body's there, but the mind, the mind isn't.
1: Is it worth mentioning before we go into the, the Doctor's conversation with the Beast the scene with the tunnels? Because I think mean, that's uh, it happens just before that and that's a fantastic little chase sequence. Oh, do you mean the air ducks? Yeah, like the air vent type uh, chase yeah. with, yeah, with, with, with just... the dude
0: and uh, yeah, and, and that, Mr., that Mr. Jefferson, he gets
1: uh, Yes, he trapped, sacrifices himself he? Yeah. so the others can Make it, and I think that's a good point about this episode as well. And again, it, it's not sort of it's not an original thought, but the this episode in a way uses a lot of cliches, but yeah, but in a good it, way, it, isn't but, it? Yeah, yeah it, it's it sort of it proves it sort of disproves the the idea that just because it's a cliche, it's bad. And uh, like it it uses cliches in a way that like it enhances the story in a way. Like it's just going to be a weird comparison but if you've never played the game Horizon Zero Dawn. Like that game used a lot of like open world cliches, but it used them in a it, it used them to its advantage, and it used yeah. them in a way that, that proved that they are fundamentally good things. They just need to be done correctly. And it's a weird comparison, but it's the best I could come up with. So you have to deal with it. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, he, he 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 says, but it'd be better if I uh, run out of oxygen sooner or later. If you catch my drift, so. Uh, the captain sort of switches off the uh, oxygen, so there's a, a quicker death, and maybe it, it might stop the Ud or slow them down as well. I get the, I get the implication.
1: I want to give a credit to the uh, the guy who plays Danny in this. I should have looked up his name. I didn't, but I his I really like his performance during this the, the tunnels bit because I think he walks the line between he's not a coward. But he is also just like justifiably terrified for his own yeah. life, and I do think that's a. I think that's a hard thing to come across. as a kid, out he was always my favorite uh, character in this episode. He's a good character.
0: I, I, you know, they're all <laughs> they're all you know, the supporting cast is really strong, and.
1: But yeah, I just wanted to give him a little bit of a like sort of mention there because I think it, it is hard to like. He, he's still likable, if you know what I mean, and he never gets on your nerves. You just you just understand where he's coming from. Like, well, yeah, you would be terrified. Why would you not be? And also, before I forget
0: again, uh, I wanted to point out the original air date uh, for this episode, which was the, oh, the yes. third of the sixth, um, 2006. So just three days before it was, would have been sixth of the sixth, oh, 06. And there was a lot of yeah. uh, sort of. Things like the Omen was being re-released and, and whatnot around that time to take advantage of uh, the so-called number, yeah, number of the devil. And I think that's there's, why this episode, you know, was made because they, they knew it would be released around around this day.
1: There's also the the Doctor works out he basically works out the the power that the um the thing that's produced in the gravity field would need. And he says it's something to the effect of, like, oh, it would need something, like, it would need six times six to the power of six every six yeah. seconds or something like <laughs> yeah. that. But he drops drop, drop 666 six in there as well. Yeah. The number of the beast and all that. But, yeah, so they, they go through the vents. And like I said, there's, there's not a whole lot you can talk about in the vents because it, it is just a chase scene, but it's a really well done chase scene. Yeah. With,
0: well, the uh, claustrophobia.
1: Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. With all that there, uh, I quite like the soundtrack in this episode as well. To be honest, at least in parts, um, like I think there were parts of it where it it does that thing a great soundtrack should do, where you don't to yeah. it because it's it's just it's just enhancing the scene.
0: Totally, totally, um, a good soundtrack or score, uh, you know, can be everything uh, in a scene. It can make or break a scene. To be to be fair. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, uh, eventually they realise they need to get off the planet and onto the rocket um, because the Doctor fell down the pit. They believe he's dead. Rose, I think Rose does think he's dead as well, but again, she doesn't want to believe it. because She sort of no, he, I know the Doctor. He he'll be alive, but she sort of cry. You know, she's crying as she says it, like she's, she's trying. It's like she's trying to convince herself, isn't isn't she? We all know he is still alive, but... Um, so they sort of knock her out, don't they? they have a, like a, a... You know, some sort of drug? Like a sedative. Yeah, a sedative. That's what like the her... they And they drag her onto the rocket. He's, he's You know, the captain, he's not prepared to leave her behind. And quite, and quite rightly so, to be honest, from their position. You know, the doctor's gone. You know, they don't want to leave her alone on this planet. So... I think they do the right thing. To be fair, they oh. uh, evacuate the planet and leave on their rocket. And at the same time, the doctor's working out he can defeat the beast by like these by big urn things, aren't they, which must hold uh, the beast maybe conscious for a lack of a better word or something. And if he well, smashes they... those, it'll kill the beast, but then that'll destroy the the field that's holding them in this black hole and suck everything in everything in, including including Rose and he's like so I can defeat you but uh, I'll lose Rose and he sort of even says it's almost like a, a final test
1: yes Go on, you were
0: going to
1: say something no no it was just that there's a, I just think that's a, a good bit where the doctor talks about like, old, like when he says do I have to beg audience or so, is there some sort of incantation yeah do I have to perform a spell or all of these other things that I don't believe in? Are they real? And I think, the, um, yeah, he he, it's, he he has a good bit where he says to the beast, like, that, Im- that implies that she's just a victim and that she won't have... A, it was, he, said, he says that implies that she's just a victim, but if I believe in one thing, I believe in her. Yeah. And it, what, he's, what he basically means by that is that like I think she's resourceful enough to be able to some like you know, manage the situation herself. And his belief in her is rewarded because yeah. Rose does that she's able to take out um like she shoots the glass and it takes Toby out into space and he ends up falling into the black hole. So, you know, faith being rewarded, you know, subtext, all of that.
0: <laughs> but yeah. But- well, yeah, because they're on the spaceship, and he says, "Oh, you know, they're, they're counting down how how close they are to being away from danger of the black hole." And obviously, the, the beast inside, so it can't contain itself and starts laughing. And Rose is like, "Well, well you know, why, why? What's so funny? Why are you laughing?" And um, it's quite, it's quite cleverly done, really, isn't it? And um, I forgot what happens. How do they realize? What happens that they realize who he that he still is the devil? What well, Toby? Yeah.
1: Or oh, because when the, the doctor the doctor smashes the. Uh, the power supply, for the better yeah. term, that's Becky. Yeah. The, the beast cage is the idea is the thing that's containing the beast is also providing the power to stay out of the yeah, black hole. Yeah. Yeah. So if they smash the if yeah. you give it up the power that's supply, it's falling. Sort of said before, yeah. And then when the beast falls into it, Toby basically Toby as the beast possessed basically starts having a tantrum for one of a better word. Yeah, that, <laughs> like that, that's, that's pretty it. Much...
0: Yeah. And that's where he start spouting like, you know, you might be able to kill me, but I'm still inside every you know, every living being. I'm um, the uh the the you know the evil idea in your in your head the voice in your head
1: yeah big fan of again eddie cowperler's toby's performance in that like closing monologue mm. really like it like he just starts screaming and then rose as you say
0: shoots a glass and you know space of vacuum shouldn't that just kill everybody inside
1: Well, yes, but she, she shoots the glass and then rips them um, to seatbelt off, so that he gets pulled yeah, into the vacuum of space. Yeah,
0: but you know that would also instantly take out all their air, and they would all just suffocate to death. Yeah, well, they have sure. source. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I know, but they should still all die.
1: Yeah, you don't. You wouldn't die instantly if you were exposed to the vacuum of space. survive for about a minute maybe
0: I don't know
1: you can just, you I don't can, know you for just, sure
0: but I, you know I, I don't think I don't think it would be a good idea well no I mean that's no. why in <laughs> these things you know you have to have airlocks and and, and what have you
1: yeah you, you, can ab- you could absolutely survive in the vacuum space for as long as they were exposed
0: so, so says uh, Professor Brian Cox Over here.
1: No. If any astronauts are listening, tweet us and tell us how (laughs) tell us how long (laughs) you can survive in the vacuum of space. Which, if you want to send that tweet, where could you send it, Duco? At Ben Ebert, I think it is. Sure. Yeah, they get then. You know, everyone lives happily ever after, basically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the, you find out the TARDIS is down in the pit in the pit with him is, is that, you know, a coincidence or sort of
1: fate when, you know, you, you, you don't know?
2: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, you know, I guess you, you could argue faith rewarded again, and all that maybe, who knows
0: but,
1: Yeah, but was it, you know was it always sort of was it
0: almost, for, you know, sort sort of like foretold or or plan through the annals of time that the doctor would be brought there to, to stop the well, yeah, the beast it, it, from escaping. Implied.
1: It's definitely implied that, um It's definitely implied that that's the case, yeah. That they're, they're I think called the disciples of the light whoever they were, that they had some knowledge of the future.
0: But again, going back to your cliches, it is a classic cliche that they think they've outsmarted the villain and, and got away, but it was the villain's plan all along that they get away because um, they're taking him with them. Yeah. Or well, sometimes it's because they've got a home in Beacon and they can follow them to their base or whatever. But yeah, this this time, yeah, and, and Rose eventually realizes. this. Hang on, didn't we get away a bit too easily? <laughs> I mean, it might not have seemed easy, but... If this all-powerful being this is as all-powerful it's supposed to be, yeah, they shouldn't—they shouldn't have been
1: able to escape. Hubris was its undoing. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to add on uh, to the episode? No, not really. I think We've we, covered we, most of it. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, I, I do like the the whole sort of is it or isn't it the sort of the devil you say in the later episode. Uh, the doctor does kind of admit he thinks it probably was,
1: but it's worth it's worth mentioning as well that he I say that he um, he says it was he says it as a he says it as a very flippant and offhand comment he doesn't really go into detail yeah so there's still ambiguity there but that's I, what I he kind says. of think
0: it, it probably was I mean how else would it know everybody's deepest darkest fears you know like Jefferson you know not being forgiven by his wife and uh, something about you can't run far enough away from your father i think it's kind of almost implied that ida was abused by her father would like would would you go along with that
1: something like that yeah because she, she does something she meant to, David she Tennant,
0: meant, uh, to the doctor doesn't she uh, obviously because it's a family show they can't they're not gonna out and out say it but she said something that kind of imply something, something like the evil men do or something like yeah, that it's said.
1: it's that line yeah it's something like that I, I think you're probably right but then to be fair the doctor does also make the point like a like a good psychologist can kind of do that as well if you know what i mean yeah like, like it's like you've got to it's almost you've like got a, to know that information that, but, yeah. <laughs> you do, but it's also like a sort of like a kind of Darren brown trick almost isn't it where like if if he says to an audience member like oh you like you you had an issue with your father growing up and like i'm sure at one point it can apply to a lot of people everyone's had an argument i know what you mean yeah father and like he says oh like did your wife ever forgive you and then he starts to wonder like oh what like what did i do to my wife but then i said well what did you do to your wife you know like like (laughs) Hmm. and that yeah it's not a not a criticism it's just a it's, well, that's a the whole... else, it's like the doctor says like is it the is it the devil or is it the?
0: yeah well, that's the whole point of the episode i think it is sort of open to interpretation and you can sort of s- interpret the the villain and and whatnot as as you want which is why it's good you don't have like a proper resolution to certain things yeah sometimes uh... the answer could, can be a bit disappointing
1: yeah, it, it puts forward the question rather than give you an answer. Yeah, the only other thing about the episode I really want to add, just like a couple of little details, if that's all right. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was a kid, this episode told me about black holes, which I just think is nice. All right. Yeah. Like in the like in the spirit of the why the why the show was founded. You know, they also they did also want to educate kids in some way. So, is that um, I quite like the night shift bit. Uh, I like how they make space travel look banal in a weird way yeah look, uh, i don't know if anyone's ever seen 2001 a space odyssey but it kind of gives me like it kind of reminds me of that in a way where like the the characters they, like it's space travel it should be amazing but they're all just treating it like it's this very basic and generic thing it's it's uh, like anything now i mean
0: cars were amazing when they first invented and now it's just uh and it's just a normal mundane part of life and I imagine space travel would be war-inspiring for the first few years, but eventually it would become part of uh, normal society and just the thing you accept
1: you, you can
0: do with that. <laughs> you know, if I'm talking sense. Yeah.
1: Oh, it does, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to the guy who voices the, the Beast. He's called Gabriel Wolf, and I think he gives yeah. a great performance. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. Especially during
0: uh, again, the... Again, it's, it's a, it's a clichéd sort of... Deep and scary voice, isn't it? But it it does sort of work.
1: Yeah, I think especially during the don't turn around scene when.
0: Yeah, that's annoying. I love that scene.
1: The voice there.
0: Especially now where you know it could it was it an ood? Is, is there nothing there? He says don't sort of turn around because you won't be able to you know take you know you won't be able to sort of take or accept what you see. But it could be like I said that there's nothing there and it if he realises that, it will spoil the, the trick and the illusion. You know, there's so many you know, different ways to look at that. My clever. personal
1: interpretation of it is uh, is that because Toby's job is to decode the writing, uh, the more Toby sort of understands that writing, the more he's letting the beast inside of him. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that, dec- that, by... that,
0: that, that could be it. Yeah, again, that's something that you see in... Uh, another trope in sci-fi and these sort of films that the more you come to understand something, the more you're sort of letting the
1: evil in somehow. Yeah, like, like almost like a sort of Lovecraftian thing as mm. so well. That also would explain why the Time Lords never decoded it, because they would have had no interest in it. They would have said, nope, forbidden knowledge, not going the other. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Something, it's like another cliche, some things that are better left, unknown which the doctor says at the end of the episode when Rose says, What do you think it was? And Rose says, I think we beat it. And that's yeah. all we really need to. You know. uh, I'm just going over my notes to make sure there's nothing I've missed because I liked quite a lot about this episode. Uh, the Beast CG, I think, holds up pretty well.
0: Yeah, it, it's surprisingly good. I mean, we've seen in some episodes where the, the CG's a bit, a bit ropey, but it, it's not too bad at all, to be honest, considering it's uh, what are we, 13 years ago, 14 years ago?
2: Yeah.
0: God, I can't point. believe it's that long yeah. I, was a wee, I was just a wee nipper at 26
1: yeah. come this Christmas uh, or this new year it'll have been 10 years since David Tennant left the show put it that way All oh, right. Me and yeah that's all I've got to see on the episode Yeah. Anything you want to, to
0: Nah, no, no I think we've uh, pretty much gone through everything I wanted to talk about uh, what are we covering next is it uh, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday, so that
1: we yes. agreed to do next. Yes, it is the season two finale. Uh, sort of like I said, just final thoughts on this one. I just to sort of leave it as it was, I think it's the best story in season two, uh, and it probably will stay that way. I don't think Army of Ghosts tops it. Army of Ghosts is a great fan service episode, you yeah, know? I mean, it's, it's great, but I think in terms of like the actual quality of the story, I think this one's better.
0: Yeah, it might be a better episode in terms of spectacle, um, the season finale. But yeah, as in uh, sort of a, a, a an intrigue, you know, an intriguing story and plot, and uh, the you know, the acting as well. It's it probably the best story and episode. I kind,
1: of, I kind of think it's underrated in a weird way because mm. when people talk about the best Doctor episodes, they usually think of like you know, Dalek and. The empty child and things like that. And I don't think this one really comes up in the conversation, but it should.
0: Because I yeah, think it's
1: just it's, as good as those ones. It's very clever. And, oh, one last thing, sorry. One definitely, This is definitely the last thing. <laughs> just a, a little bit of no right, it's, um, like, it's like recording a pod of Colombo. One more yeah. thing. <laughs> one more I've never seen Colombo. One more thing. Um, what? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Kids. that's the point. He's never seen Colombo. Is that the next podcast we're going to do? I'm going to <laughs> <the> do <Doctor laughs> a yeah. <laughs> But uh, just a little note. Um, the last scene in this episode is uh, Billy Piper's last scene that she filmed. What was it? Yeah, a bit trivia. This was the last episode that, they, that, this, that this story was the last episode that they filmed. Uh, so the always, last was,
0: You always kind of forget that uh, episodes and that aren't filmed in uh, chronological order, are they? they
1: yeah, well, you have. A, if, if anyone hasn't seen this episode yet, watch that last scene with this knowledge in mind because you can kind of see there's, there's some emotion on David Tennant and Billy Piper's mm. face. Yeah, there, there's.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's another thing as
1: well. Um, oh, it's all right just, when you do it,
0: Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> damn right. Hey, I'm a founding father of Rogue Opinions. I can, I can do what I want. Damn it. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> He um, when um, I think it's when he's still possessed with, with Toby. He says um, something to uh, Rose. He might call her Billy, um, even though that's a real name, not a character name. Uh, he tells her, "You will die in battle," doesn't he? Yes. Um, I think that's an important thing to mention here. Uh, it sort of kind of um, telegraphs the season finale a little bit. She doesn't technically die, but we'll get into that when we go on to that episode. But there's something well, that he's done a bit in, in Doctor as well, is not he? Because um, when he goes back to that episode um, and meets the Ud, they sort of foretell the Doctor's death, don't they? Something about three, the three knocks, the three knock thing. Four. And yes,
1: Cause it, was four, it four, was it? Yeah, because it was Oh my god! I can't wait till we get to that. That's just fantastic the way they do that. How they—you're supposed to think it's the master's drums. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's
0: very clever. Let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it. We'll we'll, we'll leave that there. But yeah, just for well, an intre- You know, an interest. When you're talking about Rose's final scenes, it just jugged my memory that uh, yeah, when he was going into everybody's minds and the whole your wife never forgave you, and then telling uh, Rose you will die in battle.
1: Yeah, they're probably stuff we've missed because it was such a good episode. and You know, you can only talk about so much. And so sort of you, you can tweet say, us about what we missed. Where could they do that, Carl? I haven't
0: finished yet. I was to say, yeah. even though they, they they sort of won the day, I mean, you almost you're almost gonna add did day Because things like you're gonna die in battle, these patty that idea in their head, that's that's gonna you know it's going to stay with her and play on the mind now, isn't it? Yeah. So well, you almost, know, just like the devil. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's almost like not a complete victory because he, like you he said, he, he's still there, isn't he? He's still that that voice, that voice in your head. But yeah, you can find us at Rogue Underscore Opinions at Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Carlos. Uh, underscore fire 89 on, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, we've got pods out on, um, we've done one on Crown Jewel, that Nathan and Jimmy cover Crown Jewel, two and a half hours. So that's uh, something, if you've got that to spare to listen to. Um, yeah. Uh, Fade Corp, Ben and the Naked Men pods. Just go back into Anchor or Spotify. Uh, Apple's Pods, iTunes, and look at our back catalogue. There's also articles out there. Where, um, Rahul's done an interesting article on uh, the Joker film, check that out. Uh, Anthony's done various articles on um, Nicky Louder, he's done one on his football team Oldham I've started doing a few articles I've done one on Shayna Baszler and her year long reign as NXT champion I've done one on the the women of NXT and why that could be the strongest women's division in wrestling at the moment Uh, I'm working on another one on factions in wrestling which uh, will be released in the next few days so go on to Medium or click the links when we post them on Twitter to, to check those out uh, Sean, anything else you want to plug?
1: Nope,
0: what's <laughs> last <laughs> year? Well, I you, really. went very quiet, uh, Not really, uh, you've
1: pretty much covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> just just oh, our right. next podcast,
0: yeah. Um, tune in hopefully next week when we cover Doomsday, well, Army of Ghosts and Doomsdays, get them in the right order.
1: And we say goodbye to
0: Ghosts, yeah, and uh, like we now say goodbye to you, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>